Thanks for tuning in to the Quality is Key podcast, where we focus on improving the quality of your life through powerful stories, top-notch motivation, and real topics. You've got nothing to lose, but everything to gain. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, this is Bobby Sunday. Welcome to the Quality is Key podcast. I'm here with one of my best friends, Kevin Jacome. And today we're going to be talking about travel and uh, the type of influence it plays on your life and all the benefits that you can get from that. And the reason I brought Kevin on the show today is because he currently spent, uh, is going, attending medical school, and he spent about three to four months traveling around different countries in the world. And he gained a lot about this experience. How are you doing today, Kevin? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me on your show. I appreciate it. Yeah, so let's kick off the show, and why don't you start telling me about the travels across the world and what really sparked the initial planning for the trip? Well, so I'd never necessarily had this uh, intention to leave the country for X amount of time. I just, well, I applied to medical school back in July. I was uh, fortunate enough to be one of those accepted into uh, Rowan School of Osteopathic Medicine in New Jersey. And when I found out I got accepted, I promised myself that I would do something special for myself before I got locked down for four years in one area and in one field of study. So what I decided to do was I picked places around the world that I've never been. My goal was to go fully around the globe. So I started in Hawaii and pretty much made my way back around to Portugal to come back home to JFK Airport. So that was what sparked the initial desire to travel was that accomplishment and the desire to accomplish something else too. So you kind of was like a more or less a reward for, you know, I have some time. I got accepted into medical school and before getting locked into medicine, I would like to spend some time abroad kind of traveling around. Right. Yeah, it was a it was definitely a reward. And what I didn't expect was that the reward would be almost as rewarding, if not more rewarding than the initial accomplishment of getting into medical school. Like when I decided to to do this, I didn't realize how much fun I would have and how scary it was to actually leave the country on your own because I've never actually left the country by myself before. I've never actually attempted this whole backpacking thing, but that was it was almost like the reward was a challenge on top of the challenge I'm going to get come tomorrow when I begin classes. That's pretty awesome. And that's something that me and you have always had in common. We always talk about traveling and how passionate we both are about traveling. And I think in each of our own lives, it's impacted us in so many different ways. And you know, I come from a traveling family who travels a lot. And ever since I met you, you've always expressed interest in traveling around. And never would I have expected to see you go and kind of just travel the globe like you did. I was very jealous at the time. <laughs> but uh, so going off of that, what kind of positive impact do you think that had in your life um, just from traveling by yourself? You know, because a lot of people do travel with groups of friends and family that they kind of have with them the entire trip. But this was different for you because you gained a different kind of insight, I would imagine, by traveling by yourself. And I've traveled on my own, so I know that there is a type of insight, you know, not to that level. So I kind of want to hear from you, what kind of insight did you gain from just being on your own and moving around so much? Um, I got to say that the one thing that I think I learned about myself is that I'm much more capable of being independent and self-sustaining than I ever thought I was. For example, when I left Hawaii, I, when I originally began the trip, I wanted to start in Hawaii, and I went to go visit a, one of our great friends, you know, Megan Dareff. She lives in Hawaii. She's teaching elementary school kids there. Great person. 
She let me stay on her couch for 10 days. And then after that, I went to Thailand. And I've never been to Asia before in my life. And I was there completely by myself. I don't speak a lick of Thai at all. But I realized I was able to make it around the airport. I was able to make it around the city of Bangkok. And the next thing that I realized, aside from being independent, is how amazing human beings can truly be. And I was never actually alone. I was gone for 92 days exactly. And in those 92 days, I never actually felt alone. I know a lot of people are afraid of that feeling of loneliness when they leave the country. And a lot of people don't want to travel or backpack on their own because of that potential loneliness. And the truth is, I was never actually alone. I learned to never be afraid to talk to people because people are really kind of make the world amazing. I met so many incredible human beings around the planet. I made a lot of friends and I keep in contact with them on Instagram and social media. And it's, um, it's pretty amazing. So uh, it's funny. We talked about on my last episode, you know, the type of opportunities that arise with interacting with different types of people. When you just pick your head up from your phone and you look people in the eyes, you make conversation off of whatever they're wearing or whatever they're doing or if they have a common interest that you notice or maybe you're just you have a question that you really need answered. So did you find anything like that happen with you when you were kind of just in an area and you saw someone and it kind of led to some kind of opportunity or some kind of new insight? Yeah, definitely. Every every country I went to, um, I'll go back to Thailand as uh, the first example since that was the first uh, country I, I landed in completely by myself. So I hostels are, I think, the best way to meet individuals while you're traveling because it kind of forces you to get out there. It's almost like icebreakers in high school or something. You have to say, hi, what's your name? What do you do? Or or I like this. Do you like this? Do you want to go here with me? Um, first person I met on this whole trip was this Australian guy named Scott. He was awesome dude, 25 years old, just one of the most relaxed, laid-back guys that I knew. He's been to like 30-something countries, so this is not his first rodeo. So we just happened to sit down next to each other for breakfast. I said hi. And it was his first day in Bangkok. It was my first day in Bangkok. So we ended up spending the next two days together just walking around the city, exploring. And then thanks to him, I met this Belgian girl literally a few days after. It turns out she was also traveling by herself. And she was going to be in Chiang Mai at the same time I was. So I ended up just, I think the the level of serendipity that exists in this world is underrated. And people don't truly appreciate it. And sometimes... Like me looking back on this right now, talking to you about this, I'm realizing just how lucky you can be and how fortunate things just work out. And I think that's something that people forget sometimes as well. I think sometimes people forget that there's a lot more um, outside of your comfort zone, maybe than what is expected. And you don't really know. It's kind of, I like to think about it as a bubble, but but the bubble shaded. So you can't see anything outside of the bubble that you're in and people can tell you about it and you know, you can picture it and you can hear stories, but you still can't see it. You still don't know any idea what it feels like, what it looks like. But until you break out of that bubble, out of that shaded bubble, then you find out what's on the outside. And I think that's really cool. Just, I've learned that from traveling on my own and it's cool to hear your insight about that as well. So was there a specific foreign social interaction? When I say foreign, you know, I mean just kind of with someone from a completely different background than yourself that you had like an interaction with them that really helped shape your trip. Or if you look back on it now, 
you think of some interaction that you had that was just completely different from someone with a completely different background from you that really shaped your trip and that you could think back to it and just remember a specific moment. Yeah, I've definitely had, I was, I'm lucky enough to say I've had a few of those. And one of my favorite things that I can say is that, um, when I went to Dubai, I did a little tour in the Dubai desert and I was smoking hookah with this Indian doctor in the Dubai desert. The fact that I can even say that sentence is just so casually is, is a blessing really. Um, but so I was sitting down with this doctor. I didn't realize he was a doctor until I started talking to him. He actually approached me. I was spending some time on my own, just smoking some hookah, relaxing. He comes over to me and he sits down and he says, uh, where are you from? You look like you're Arabian. I'm like, um, no, I'm actually Ecuadorian. I'm American. And he starts asking me about the, uh, the culture in America. And, uh, there was a current, um, gun violence at the moment. So he was asking about that and what's going on. And then I asked him a little bit about his background. He told me he was a cardiologist and he was telling me that in India, there's this one medical school. If you get accepted to it, it's like the top Ivy league school in India. If you get accepted to it, you are pretty much like a godsend and you just have this level of respect that even doctors here don't necessarily have. Like they just get out of parking tickets and uh, traffic tickets, etc. And they get to the best restaurants for free. They can just skip lines. It's amazing. But that interaction was, again, the fact that I can say a sentence is, is amazing. I think another one that I personally will never forget is when I was in line in, um, in Spain getting ready to go to Gibraltar, I met these two British ladies. One was British-Iranian and one was, I believe, Egyptian. I can't remember for sure, but I was talking to the two of them, just having a casual conversation, and they were both really sweet girls, and I guess they took a liking to me as well because within a matter of literally two hours of knowing them, they offered me a place to stay in Sevilla, Spain when we got back from the tour in Morocco. They said to me, you can stay as long as you want, stay a few nights, and I literally only known these girls for two hours. So I took a chance. And this is where you were talking about that comfort zone. You were talking about that bubble. I've never, ever slept on someone's couch that I've only known for that long or basically not known at all. They were strangers to me. So I decided to take a chance. And when we got back from the tour in Morocco, I stayed over. We ended up becoming great friends almost immediately this whole weekend. I slept on their couch. They made me breakfast. I didn't even ask for breakfast. They just came over and they woke me up with breakfast. They took me around the the city, they're basically like my tour guides for the weekend because they were doing uh, some studying abroad in, in Spain. And that, I think, was one of the most special moments that I had on the entire trip was just that feeling of, again, serendipity and that feeling that you can become close with someone within hours and that people really do have good intentions sometimes. And sometimes I feel like as, especially as Americans, we tend to kind of be a little more guarded and shielded. And even as just general in general people, are a little bit afraid of others and we tend to keep in our comfort zones and we keep that bubble open. And sometimes we're just afraid of stepping out of that comfort zone and stepping out of our boundaries. Yeah. And I guess it is a tough um, subject when you think about comfort zones with a lot of the terrible things that are going on in the world, but it's always good to remember that there are a lot of good people out there. And when you take chances, good things can happen. It's funny because you say, smoking hookah out in the desert with a doctor and that just makes me think of you in some kind of movie and I I can't even it it puts this weird image in my head and I'm just trying to put it together it's very funny it's a really funny sentence right yeah Yeah, it's really funny actually um (laughs) so and then you were talking about the two girls from Spain and that you just knew them for two hours but I have to imagine in those two hours it wasn't a casual conversation like normal things that people talk about with 
you know, maybe some more small talk like, well, what's the weather like in Spain? It seems to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, in those two hours, you guys really got to know each other and you guys kind of dove into different conversations and stuff. Was that kind of correct? In a sense, I would say that within those two hours, it was actually a majority of it was small talk and icebreakers like, what do you do? What are you doing here? What brings you here? So in that opportunity, when someone asked me where am I from and what am I doing here, I got a chance to tell them my travels. At that point, I had been to, I believe it was already nine or ten countries on my entire trip, and that was already month two. And they were, I guess they were very intrigued by that. They were kind of inspired, and you know, I guess they just kind of, we, we clicked. And that's the thing. I don't think it matters about what the conversation is or how long you spend with someone. When you really connect with somebody, you feel it. And again, I was just lucky enough to connect with these two individuals, and they really liked me enough to just offer a total stranger a place to stay for, and I stayed there for three, three full days. And another interaction um, that I didn't get a chance to tell you about yet was I posted on this traveling to Israel page on Facebook because I ended up going to Israel as well. This really nice girl messages me privately on, on Facebook and she says to me, hey, you and your friend, because my buddy had met with me and he decided to come with me. He says, you and your friend are more than welcome to come to Jerusalem. Um, I would love to meet you guys and take you around. I'll be your personal tour guide for a full day. You can be my friends, you can be my boyfriend, you can be my family, and we'll, I'll take you around. And I thought to myself, hmm. And this is before the, the Spain interaction. So I was very heavily guarded because I was like, especially with social media, you're like, okay, this could be a total stranger getting ready to steal my passport when I get there. So I talked to my buddy about it, and we said, okay, let's take a shot, meet up with her in, per- uh, in person somewhere in public. So we did. This girl ended up being one of the sweetest people I've ever met in my life, and I'll never forget. It was a girl named Velia from Jerusalem, and she literally she bought us breakfast. She took us to the coolest little like spots, like the non-touristy, off-the-beaten-path type places, you know. Um, she took us to the Western Wall. She took us where Jesus was, uh, where he was buried, and it was it was amazing how kind she was. Even her boyfriend, she ended up introducing us to him he came and pick us up later they took us to this lebanese dinner they offered to pay for the dinner my, my buddy and i ended up refusing and paying for them because of the overwhelming hospitality and generosity they showed us so again look like you were saying those in a, with her it was all small talk it was just who are you what do you do and i got the chance to get to know her a little bit but i think that generosity is what truly shows who you are it's not even a matter of a conversation piece it's just a matter of showing who you are. So actions speak louder than words. So that's, I think, how I'd answer your question right there best. That's awesome. That's really cool social interactions that you had and you got to experience. And especially since you're on your own on this trip, yeah, <laughs> getting to experience those social interactions, I mean, that makes you feel a lot better, makes you feel not so alone. It's funny because, as you know, I took a five and a half week trip across the United States Mm -hmm. a while back by myself, and I planned on staying with a different friend in each area. And when I was coming out of the Denver airport, or sorry, I was coming out of the city of Denver on a train going to the Denver airport um, to head back somewhere new. And I had met this girl on the train, and you know, we started a conversation, I think, because there was not enough seats on the thing on the train, and she said, you can sit near me. Sat down, we started, you know, conversing, And next thing you know, when we get to the airport, we get through security, we met up for drinks, and she ended up buying me food. She bought me two or three shots of tequila, 
and I think she bought me a beer. And I didn't expect her to pay for all this at the time. I was like, okay, we're just getting drinks and food before my flight. And it ended up being that she wanted to pay for everything. And I shared my story. I shared a little bit of my background and I shared what I want to do in my life, my goals. And she really took to that and she opened up with kindness and she showed me that she was appreciative that there were just people that just wanted to talk Mm -hmm. and that wanted to have conversations like that, very real conversations. And so I can kind of relate on a sort of, you know, lower scale level, but still I know how that experience is and it's, it's a really awesome experience. Yeah. I wouldn't even consider that lower scale. It's just a matter of you sat down next to this person, you talked to this person and you made her feel happy too. So it was a mutual benefit. And that's the thing. It takes two people to have a conversation unless you're crazy. Right. And People really do just we're, – we're social creatures. People do love having conversations. I really do believe that and especially when like you connected with this person and that's amazing. So I wouldn't even consider that lower scale. The fact that you got a chance to experience that as well is – I think more people just need to break out of their social bubbles and their social shells and, and have conversations with others and not be afraid because you never know who you're talking to and you never know who you're going to connect with. And again, half these people that I talk to – spoke well very good english but it was broken english it wasn't their first language and the fact that they were able to articulate their feelings about me toward me or just anything in general have a good conversation with me tell me jokes teach me their language their culture it's pretty special you really don't know what you're gonna learn and that's that's a daily piece of advice not even just for traveling you know i think i think about this a lot that's really good advice it's really cool to think about and i think about this a lot there's a quote that i really love And it says that every great thing begins with an uncomfortable conversation. And I think that's a really cool quote because it kind of resembles what we were talking about with the bubble and you're trapped in a bubble. And every great thing begins with an uncomfortable conversation. It doesn't have to be something bad when you think uncomfortable. You just think of something that you normally wouldn't do or that's kind of out of the ordinary. But most of the times an uncomfortable conversation is what's going to spark something new or something great to happen. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, not even just an uncomfortable conversation or uh, uncomfortable situations, like stepping out of your like your comfort zone. The, like the fact that I – getting into medical school was definitely one of my biggest accomplishments. But truthfully, this this trip that I took, this journey that I successfully made happen is probably my biggest accomplishment that I've, I've ever had. I've – I'm telling you, when I got packed, I decided I almost thought about deferring my acceptance just so I could do it again because it was absolutely incredible. But truthfully, I was scared. You know, there was a little bit of time before I left where I kind of considered maybe only leaving for a few weeks instead of three months. And when I made it to Thailand for the first time, I was I felt kind of alone. I felt kind of scared, especially that first night. But the second I met that Australian guy. Everything just fell into place from there. Since that moment, for the next three months, I didn't feel alone at all. And I feel like I did grow as a person because of this. Again, I I was scared doing this trip, and there were moments I was a little bit worried. I didn't know what to do or where to go. But stepping out of your comfort zone, I feel like, is the only way to truly grow and develop as a person. So yeah, I couldn't agree more um, between uncomfortable conversations, uncomfortable situations, and like you said, doing something a little out of the ordinary that you think you normally would not do. So, From listening to your stories and all of this on your trip, now I got to ask because I'm sure a lot of people are wondering how 
you do that kind of thing because it's a lot easier said than done yeah. <laughs> to step out of your comfort zone because it's just so easy to just stick to what we know, stick to the conversations that we know, stick to the people that we know. But what kind of advice can you offer people that you've learned from this trip to take steps towards stepping out of that comfort zone to kind of realizing that there's more out there? So, hmm, that's a tough question. I mean, to me, it just, I, I just decided to do it. Like I said, it was, uh, I wanted to see these places before I got locked down. So I, I guess the piece of advice I would, I would give to people is, um, set little goals for yourself. Don't like, if you're afraid of spiders and you're trying to get over that fear of spiders, you're not just going to go line a bathtub full of spiders on fear factor automatically to try to get over that fear, right? You're probably just going to inch toward a be like a daddy long leg or something and basically do things little by little. So I would say like set little realistic goals for yourself that ultimately, ultimately lead to one long-term huge accomplishment or goal for yourself. Stepping out of your comfort zone starts with admitting that you have a comfort zone. Some people just don't want to leave because they're homebodies, and that's okay. But if you say you want to go somewhere, you say you want to do something. I know tons of people who have said to me, man, I'm jealous of your trip. I can't wait. I wish I could do that. The reality is you can do it. And traveling is actually much more affordable than people think. I did this entire three-month trip under $10,000. My father looked at me with three heads, like like I had three heads, excuse me, when he told when I told him all I had was this much money. I saved this money for 4 years while I was serving tables while I was in college. So, I just saved money little by little and my goal was to do something with that money one day. My goal, ultimate goal is to get accepted into medical school. So, like I said, I promised myself if I get in this time around, I'm going to leave and I'm going to make this happen. And it's it's really I know it's easier said than done, but the thing is, once you do it, you've already done it. So all of a sudden, it just became easier done than it was a second ago when you said it. Because talking about it sometimes seems crazy, but once you actually do it, it's like second nature. It's almost like it was it was easier than you ever thought it was. Like you, you're you're going to Australia. You're about to move there, and you've never been to that country before, and you're going to go live there for six months to a year. I mean... At one point, it was just a weird thought in your head, right? And it almost manifests itself into this, like, almost not, not an obsession, but it's just like you want to do this, so all of a sudden you feel like you kind of have to in a way. And then you decided to make – you took your little steps toward it. You got your holiday work visa. You found a plane ticket. Now you got lucky enough to find a buddy to go with you. And now you're going to make it happen. So, again, those, those little goals you set for yourself, once you have that idea in your head, just make it happen – but also don't lie to yourself. If you really don't want it, you won't do it. And that's my biggest thing with people, especially people who want to travel and see the world, is just act on it. Once you buy that plane ticket, you already you, you set the little goals, buy the plane ticket. Once you have that plane ticket, you're good. Just make it happen. Things really do tend to work themselves out. Nature hates disorder. And things will always work out. And that's just something I'm very passionate about. It's something I believe in. Is, is that kind of the answer you were looking for, you think? Like, yeah, that's really good. And you mentioning me going to Australia, moving to Sydney in a few weeks with my friend is I'm hoping to gain a lot more insight on that journey, just as you gained your insight on your journey. So I'm looking forward to talking about that in future episodes. So we talked a lot about your trip, and I've got to know personally because <laughs> – I may have asked you this question, but I feel like you're just so ecstatic about every place you visited 
what was your favorite place that you were? And what was something unique about that place that when you went over there, you had absolutely no idea that you were going to see this or you had no expectations for what was going to happen? That's a, that's a good one. Um, <clears throat> so, well, first, all right, I'll start off by saying my I'm, I'm sure at this point people are probably wondering, like, well, where have I been? So on this specific trip, I started in, in order. I went from Hawaii to Thailand to Singapore, Japan, I made my way over to the UAE and Dubai. Then I went to Greece, Israel, <clears throat> Italy, Spain, Gibraltar, Morocco, and then Portugal. So those are all the places that I visited on this trip. I've been to a good 12 or 13 other places in the past before. I, I just love to travel, like you said. But on this trip, my absolute favorite place on this trip was definitely Thailand. But it was a hard time between Thailand and Israel, actually. And I'll explain why. Thailand, what I loved about Thailand is the fact that there's something there for absolutely every kind of traveler. If you're a beach bum and you love spending time on the sand, you can go to the islands and there's an island for you. If you like scuba diving, there's an island for you. If you like to party, there's an island for you and multiple parties all the time. Bangkok's a bustling city with immense culture. Chiang Mai, another city with incredible temples at every corner you walk to. Elephant reserves and um, conservation parks. I have never been that close to an elephant before in my life, and I got to feed it bananas, and it was the coolest thing I've ever experienced. I, I, I love that. I can't imagine something that giant being so tender and loving. It's, it's so cool. Um, Israel, I really loved Israel as well because the city is literally like a block away from the beach. It's like the city's just built on the beach, so you get the best of both worlds. If you want to like go in town for some nice shopping or some nice dinner, it's there. If you want to go chill by the beach and play volleyball, it's there. People were so kind in, um, in Tel Aviv as well. And the thing about Israel is that people are a little worried to go there, especially nowadays with everything going on. Turns out Tel Aviv is one of the safest cities I've well, I've ever personally been to. It's one of the safest cities known to man. On top of that, Jerusalem is just so rich in history. And again, the people are very kind. They're very, very loving. And the people that I met in Israel also made the trip that much better for me. I made a lot of really good friends there. I actually met up with one of them. He was uh, studying law from Alabama University. And I met up with him in Philadelphia a few weeks ago, actually. just Again, things just work out. And there's another one. She's from New Jersey. She's been to 50 countries at this point. She's just going everywhere. And now I've got friends in Germany, New Jersey, Alabama, all over the world and all over the country, just from Israel. So I think that's why it's a hard tie between Israel and Thailand for me personally. They both sound really awesome, and those are two places that I've never been, and I really wanted to go, so I'll definitely have to keep those on my personal bucket list. So for people who are listening, who are kind of caught up in the busyness and you know the workload that we have, because a lot of people want to travel, but they have bills to pay. You know, There's a lot of time-sensitive things that they have to get in order before they can really just go travel. So do you have any kind of advice for people that could squeeze in a trip of their dreams into their schedule, you know, more or less not immediately because not everyone can just pick up and say, hi, I'm going to take this trip right now, but maybe put that on the back burner and say, hey, look, this is something that I want to do and I'm going to start making small steps towards that goal. What kind of advice do you have for people like that? Well, I would say, um, again, be realistic with yourself. If, if you're not somebody who wants to backpack, because there were nights I slept on airports, I slept in, excuse me, I slept in airports, I slept on floors, I slept in hostels. 
if that's not something that's the your dream trip, then it doesn't have to be. If your dream trip is a weekend-long getaway in Cancun or something like that, you can make that happen. My advice would be to, again, set those little mini, you know, those, those short-term goals that ultimately lead towards your long-term goal. Take off vacation days, find the, you know, start saving a little bit of money, buy your plane ticket, because once you have your plane ticket, you're set to go. But I would say pick a spot, pick a time, and just make it happen because once you're there, you'll realize that you were able to do it the entire time. And I, I really do think it's that simple and people make it more complicated than it has to be. Now, I think that's really good advice. Thank you so much, Kevin, for all this insight. And I'm looking forward to hearing about your next journey. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you having me here. Good luck in Australia. Thanks, man. If you want to follow Kevin throughout his medical school journey and also see his travel post from around the world, Follow him on Instagram at Frizzle50. That's at F-R-I-Z-Z-L-E-5-0. For exclusive podcast footage, also follow me on Instagram at FreakinBobs, F-R-E-A-K-I-N-B-O-B-S. Also, head over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and let us know what you'd like to see in future episodes. Talk to you guys soon.